You're listening to Collective Practice, a podcast for mental health entrepreneurs who dare to dream, create, and grow your business. I'm Lauren Spaulding, marriage and family therapist and business consultant. I'm on a mission to create abundant success for those in the helping profession who strive to tear down barriers around mental wellness and create healing opportunities for all. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. Let's jump right in. Welcome to Collective Practice, a podcast about business growth for mental health entrepreneurs. I'm Lauren Spaulding, and if you are joining me for the first time, I'm so glad that you found me. Today, we're going to be talking about a mindset for growth in wealth that's going to keep you aligned with your values, regardless of where your finances are. Now, I have been sharing my business and my business model with therapists that are in my life currently and in my community, and that has been met with so much excitement, support, and curiosity, but it's also been met with a common limiting belief. When I share that my passion in life is to introduce the idea of wealth and wealth building into the mental health industry, I am often met with the comment, I don't really need more money or I don't really need that much money. I never saw myself making that amount of money. And here's why I think that is actually the perfect mindset for someone to grow their business and grow their wealth. If you are currently content with the salary that you're bringing in, that means you are in a great spot to try out new things. Because with that confidence comes less fear of risks. So I currently am happy with the number of clients that I have on my schedule. This paycheck that I currently have is good enough to meet all of our needs currently as a family of three. I know the bills are gonna be paid. I know that we can put a little bit of money aside every month towards our savings goals. And I know that we can continue to work towards our goal of paying off debts based on what I'm making right now with my one-on-one clients. That means I have more capacity to start playing around with other things that I want to do. I now am promoting the trainings that I've always wanted to do. I now am putting together the groups that I always wanted to start. And I'm even starting to play around with a retreat that I've always wanted to host. Because I'm comfortable with the financial situation I'm in currently, there's less risk and there's less fear of failure. Because if my training this month ends up with no participants, it's not going to impact my family or my own financial needs. And that means that you can be more intentional with your choices. If you're working from a scarcity mindset where you're constantly fearing the loss of one or two clients or the loss of XYZ, because if that happens, the whole will tip, you're going to subconsciously make choices that aren't necessarily right for you or even sometimes not necessarily right for your clients or people that you work with. 
So instead, when you start expanding your wealth and having money coming in from other places, you can leave that scarcity mindset. Because that scarcity mindset is, it's a protective thing. It's something that our brain does to keep us safe. We all, I, I feel like that's a safe bet to generalize, but I'll be a little bit less general. Most of us have a fear of losing everything because we have a certain belief or idea of money. And I don't think that's bad. I think that's a good motivator for us to stay mindful of our money, to be diligent on creating opportunities for us to not only survive, but thrive. But when we are stuck in a scarcity mindset, even when we're at a point of thriving, we have the potential to always still be thinking we're surviving. Does that make sense? When we can acknowledge that we're comfortable where we're at in that we are making enough money to make ends meet and maybe a little bit more, we can start to let go of that scarcity mindset and move into a mindset of abundance. And these choices that you're making can not only just be more intentional, but they can always stay aligned with your values. As I said in the last episode, I hope to one day be a supervisor. One thing that I wanna be able to offer as a supervisor is a lower hurdle for my associates and interns to jump in order to have a successful career. And for me, a part of that means having lower rates compared to other supervisors. I know that for that to be possible in three to four years, I can't remember where I'm at, but I know for that to be possible, I need to not have any way of relying on my associates or interns to put food on my table. So by creating more abundance in my personal professional career, I know that for future goals, I can make choices that feel aligned with my values. And let's expand on that even more. There is this idea in our industry that to make the money you want, you kind of have to go into private practice. That feels sometimes like the only option, like you have to go down this particular path so that you can make the most per hour from your clients because you can control your overhead, you can control uh, your rates, you know, you have no one to answer to. The problem with that being the one of the only answers, if not the only answer to being a wealthy therapist is that that means you have to isolate. Yeah, you can go to consultation and you should. Uh, you can attend get-togethers or meetings or join organizations to try and remove some of that feeling of isolation. But the reality of so many therapists going into private practice is that we're all isolating day to day. Whereas if you have an abundance mindset of wealth and you can get to a point where you can invest in a different type of space, you can be in community more. You can create communities by creating group practices or co-working spaces, or even going in on a space with friends where you all have your individual practices, but you're all in that same place and creating community. And as you think about sticking with what you do, having that consistent pay come through, and then trying other things like trainings, supervision, whatever that might be, 
you also have less pressure of a deadline because again, you're not in that scarcity mindset. You're not worried that next month you're not going to make enough money. And that's something that I really love about our industry and that I think more of us should take advantage of is that when we think about adding more services to what we do, we can expand on what we do versus other fields where a lot of times someone has to quit their job and stop what they're doing to then try something else within that field to, and then that can feel like starting over. Oh, hey, if you're enjoying today's episode, I want to invite you to join my community of wellness entrepreneurs. You can join the Facebook group Collective Practice. It's free through 2020 and open to any mental health entrepreneurs who want exclusive access to upcoming events and groups, discounts on those events, and most importantly, a community of like-minded individuals who have similar goals and interests. Hurry, this offer expires December 31st. After that, new members will have a small membership fee. And if you want to join my email list, go to laurenspalding.co. I have a free masterclass that you will be personally invited to once you join. Can't wait to meet you. See you there. Now, the last benefit to having a mindset of abundance versus scarcity is that you won't be feeling that pressure to keep up with capitalist culture. What I mean by that is if you always stay in a scarcity mindset, if you always feel like you need to be making more money, you often fall into the trap of always putting yourself in the hole. So if you have an abundant mindset right now, if you're thinking, yeah, I do have a financial goal, but it's this, and I don't feel like I need anything beyond that. That's amazing because anything you make beyond that is going to just give you the superpower of giving. It's going to give you the freedom to donate, to give back, to scholarship, to mentor, to do pro bono work. It's going to give you that freedom to put your wealth back into the community. And there's actually evidence behind this. So Rachel Rogers references this in her podcast, Hello7, which is also her website. I think it's hello7.com maybe it's .com. And if you don't know who Rachel Rogers is, she is a business coach. She used to be a lawyer. And her philosophy of business coaching is that she truly believes that all women should be millionaires. And you should be millionaires independently, not also with your partner's income. So her whole concept, which I love, which has motivated me personally, is that Making money as a woman is a revolutionary act and it means a better community because on average, women put 60% of their wealth back into the community, whether that's through donation or that's through hiring or mentoring or whatever that might be. Whereas for men on average, they put 10% of their wealth back into the community. Historically, and even to today, the majority of wealth is cisgendered men. And historically, including today, those cisgendered men 
are only putting 10% of their wealth back into the community because they have a mindset of scarcity. If you are listening to this, if you have been chatting with me about this and your mindset is, I'm happy where I'm at or I know I would be happy at this goal, awesome. I want you to strive for more than that for your community. If you build wealth, it doesn't mean you have to change your desires. It doesn't mean you have to change your priorities. It doesn't mean you have to change your personal personal goals. It just means that you have more opportunity to change the community around you. And that's badass. And more of us need to do that, especially therapists, because we are natural helpers. And a lot of times that's what brought us into the field. All right, I'm done talking your air off. I hope you enjoyed my green Frankenstein lipstick for today's video. If you're on the podcast, if you're checking into the podcast somewhere else other than YouTube, you have no idea what I'm talking about and that's okay. I so enjoyed this. I love recording these, even though I still feel awkward staring at a camera while I talk, but I just love the feedback I've been getting so far. And I look forward to talking more and sharing more and creating more abundance. Yes. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will talk to you next week. As we wind down from this episode, take a moment to reflect on your key takeaways. How can you care for your business and yourself this week? Don't forget, you are awesome and worthy of a hugely successful career. I hope to help you and support you along the way. I'll see you in the Collective Practice Facebook group and in the masterclass. Visit laurenspaulding.co for more details. Talk to you soon, friend.